On today's episode, we will be talking about anorexia. By talking about this difficult topic, I hope our journey podcast inspires others to start a conversation. But if you are struggling with this issue, this podcast may not be right for you. If you need someone to talk to, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14, Beyond Blue on 13 00 22 46 36, or Kids Helpline on 18 00 55 18 00. The minute you start talking about it, it gets easier. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 7 of Our Journey Podcast. Today I have Maddie with me. Hi. And I also have Tegan. Hello. We will be talking about anorexia today. Um, So personally, I don't have any experiences with um, anorexia, but would you girls like to tell your story? Maddie, would you like to go first? Yeah, absolutely. Um... Well, I guess it would start, I remember I was in year eight at my school um, and a woman came to talk to the year level about eating disorders. Um, And at that time in my life, I wouldn't say I was overweight, but I was really, really comfortable with food and I didn't really have any, you know, negative thoughts about it. Um, And I remember vividly the woman, she, she said to us, she said that, well, you know, about one in three Um, teens especially will suffer from a form of eating disorder and I I remember thinking oh that's never going to happen to me I'm in love with food too much you know that's that's not going to happen and then fast forward to about it was about two years later I was 15 turning 16 and I noticed that I was a lot more um I guess, cautious about what I was eating, but also in regards to exercising, I was a lot more uh, adamant that I had to do it all the time. And, you know, I was getting into shape, but it wasn't at the point where it was concerning yet. Um, I first actually had bulimia. I was probably for about six months. Um, And then I guess when my parents like found out what was happening, I, I don't want to say swapped, but um, I ended up, yeah, just restricting my food intake a lot. Um, at that point, I believe I was heavily on uh, calorie counting, uh, exercising. Um, yeah, it was, it was really, really bad. I believe at that point I was having only about 300 calories worth of food a day. Um, and I was, you know, I was trying to do well in school. I could only really afford, I I was going to bed probably about six o'clock every night just because my body could not function at all. Um, and of course that as well played on other mental health factors like anxiety because I wasn't then able to keep up with school and my, I wasn't able to do PE in school as well. Um, and there were lots of time as well during class that, you know, I would pass out and it was just, yeah, um, it wasn't the best thing, um, in my life and it was definitely difficult as well. Cause I feel like at that age of 15, 16, your yourself, but also your friends aren't as heavily mature as obviously older you know in your 20s um so a lot of people would easily trigger um certain aspects uh you know at lunch and recess and you'd always get the comments of um oh so why don't you just eat like but you know but food like you need to eat food just just eat the food and 
it was really difficult to have to to explain to people um, that like it's it's so much more than just not being able to eat it's the constant body dysmorphia you know my parents had to take all the mirrors out of the house we had a scale that had to be locked away it was just it was honestly horrendous um and there were times I should have been hospitalized that's for sure but I wasn't mainly because if there was ever anything wrong I'd be too afraid to tell my parents because I really didn't want to worry them um so I know there were multiple times I think I passed out for hours and I just I just played it off like nothing um and I think the worst part of it is the smaller I got the less I was eating it was almost like the stronger I felt like not physically my body felt so weak all the time but it was that I felt like I was doing the right thing and to me the less I ate it was like oh you know good job I've eaten less today um and definitely the harder thing as well is that as I started to lose the weight that's when I started getting attention uh from from men um and also other girls at school that would never talk to me they started coming up to me and saying oh like you look really beautiful oh you know uh what what sort of fitness plan are you on you're you're looking really really good so then that sort of confirmed oh so what I'm doing is the right thing so then I kept going um to a very very dangerous point I was seeing a dietitian I had to see multiple um psychologists and family-based therapists and no one was really helping um and especially with things like eating disorders and things like anorexia, you feel not only sorry for yourself, but you feel sorry for the people around you. And I did feel really sorry for my parents because you could see they didn't quite understand it themselves. Um, And I'm an only child as well. And, you know, I've been brought up, you know, really well by them. So for them to see, you know, their only child just as I literally, I was nothing at one point, you know, I I felt sorry because for me, I felt like I was doing the right thing, but obviously for them, it was just, it was really, really hard to see. Um, That, I had that stage for probably, it was about a year and a half that I was very, very thin and small. Um, And then sort of slowly, there wasn't really a deciding, you know, factor or anything that made me sort of come out of it. But I feel like I just slowly, as I was maturing, I I almost realised, I thought, you know, I wanted to get into sports and I I really wanted to get into weightlifting and there's no way you can do anything like that unless, you know, you've got, you know, good nutrition that's with it. So I honestly that I stopped seeing psychologists because, you know, nothing was working and I ended up sort of pulling my own self out of the hole. Uh, And that was, what was that? Probably about four-ish, five years ago. Um, And obviously with things like that, it gets, you know, I've still, I've got multiple health issues now because of it. I've got problems with, you know, stomach, liver, heart and all of that that I'm going to have for the rest of my life. So I guess it is a constant reminder of what happened. Um, And it's still definitely to this day, I still, there probably won't be a day that goes past that I don't think about food in a negative way or my body in a negative way. 
but it definitely wasn't to that point. So, yeah, that's very much in a nutshell what happened um, with me. (laughs) I just want to touch on um, what you said about when you started to notice you were getting attention from guys and other girls. I can relate to that. So, in year nine, I was very big I was probably about 120 kilos and mm. um obviously we went on school holidays summer break decided to cut out all sugar go to gym and when I came back for the start of year 10 I was a lot skinnier um and I started getting attention from all the girls who used to bully me and guys who yeah. I liked at one point but they didn't like me because I was bigger it's funny how that works you lose a whole lot of weight and then these people think that Suddenly oh well yeah, exactly. You, oh, well, you know, she's now skinnier, prettier. We're yeah. going to try and be friends with her. We're going to try and date her. But it, and it's funny that they think that that's how it works. Um, yeah. And, like, even still to this day, like, um, some people from high school will be like, oh, you know, you're, you're looking so good. And, um, you know, guys will message me from high school and I'll be like, do you realize that you bullied me because I was bigger? And they're yeah. like, oh, no, 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 that I wouldn't have done that. I'm like, yes, you did. Like, I was a lot bigger. Yeah. And now that I'm smaller, you think that, you know, you can, you know, just come back into my life and pretend that you didn't bully me and all that. So I just wanted to touch That's on that. Thing. Yeah, well, it, it's so true. It's almost like, for whatever reason, um, I now had worth because I was small, which is just a disgrace to have to live with because yeah it was true I was bigger I was never bullied to my face but you could definitely see you know we had swimming carnivals and we had you know athletics and all, all, all of that sort of stuff and you, you could see that you know I was judged and I, I was very much aware of it but at that point it did not bother me one one bit and I remember it was just this sudden influx of people at school coming up to me and saying oh you know you're looking really beautiful lately and I remember specifically there was this one girl and I think it got to a point where I was really upset with you know how I was losing all of the weight but obviously I I couldn't stop it was like an addiction and this girl came up to me and she said you know, what, what fitness program are, are you following? Oh, I just, I love the way you're looking at the moment. And I said very bluntly, I think I just said, okay, well, you know, I haven't eaten in three days. So is that what you wanted to hear? And then I just walked away. Cause it's like, you have never spoken an absolute word to me your entire life. You know, I, I can see when you're with your friends, you'll speak, you know, strangely about me when I was bigger. So what gives you the right to tell me, you know, obviously, and I feel as well, you could tell in my face that I wasn't losing weight in the right way. Yeah. You could you could tell, like, I was so malnourished, which was the word that even the dietitian used. So if, if you've even got an inkling, okay, she actually looks unwell, but I'm still going to, I'm still going to talk to her because obviously, you know, she's skinny now. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm going to try and be friends with her. It, it's just, it's it's really, really appalling that that was what high school was like, you know, genuinely. It's it's sad. Yeah, yeah. and like, I mean, I was in high school, what, five, six years ago? Um, yeah. And I could only imagine, like, that. it was bad back then. I could only imagine what it is like now because girls these days are even worse than what they were when we were in yeah. high school. 
So I feel yeah. like, yeah, it would, it, I could only imagine what it's like now. So yeah, no, it's, it's, it's horrible. And I, I do feel for this generation as well, because even back then, I think it was just the start of, you know, our iPhones and all of that. And there was a little bit of social media, but it wasn't a lot at that point. But yeah. to have all like TikToks and all this now where there's one way you're supposed to look at 15, it's just, I, you are, you are right. I do, I do feel very, very sad for them. Um, and I hope that, you know, there will be some light at the end of the tunnel for them as well. Cause it's just hard to always have to compare yourself when it's always stuffed in your face. That's for sure. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Um, yeah. Tegan, did you have anything you wanted to say to what Maddie was talking about? Yeah, I agree with all, like, the social media and everything is just not a positive impact. Like, it can be positive, but when you're in such a mindset that your your mind is just feeling so negative and down, you tend to find more of those things that put you down even more. Um, you don't seem to focus on the positive. So now that there's all, like, TikToks, a lot of it comes up as all negative um, and dieting and everything. So there's it's really hard to, like, find positive stuff popping up on your feed. Yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah, agree. It's really interesting with social media. I remember, I think it was just in the peak of my um, anorexic stage was I actually made an Instagram when like no one, no one I knew followed me. Um, but it was this sort of realm on Instagram where basically um, anyone with, you know, eating disorders, they would create an account and then you'd post something, something so stupid and, you know, everyone with eating disorders was supporting everyone else and it was like you know one like will equal one hour of me fasting so then you'd post a picture and then however many people liked it was however many you know times you were fasting and then it was you know take an ice bath that's gonna lose a lot of calories then you do that and it was people supporting you like yep you're strong you know don't you know you gotta stop eating and I was like yeah yeah so just that's the thing again it's that you can you know it can be a really positive place if you know the right, right accounts but it can be a really big downfall as well to um issues like anorexia yeah, I just want to say as well, when I was in the depth of my anorexia, I created an Instagram as well. Um, and it did start quite negative, but I've still got it now and it's the most positive page and everyone, like I've made so many good friends from it and some of them are my good friends in person now. I've met people in other states and it's just become such a great community. So I guess it's who you follow and what you use that account for. Oh um, that's Yeah. Um, I want to just quickly touch on um, even when you have social media and you there's people on that you know and say you post something, I mean, it's happened to me numerous times, and just the nasty comments, like the people that you know comment, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think people realise what they say actually affects um, someone, so... Yeah, like the amount of times I've posted something and there's been nasty comments, um, I'm slowly learning to just ignore them and, you know, I know my worth and all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, people don't realise when they comment something or, you know, they say something, the effects that it has on that person. Absolutely. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Um, Tegan, did you want to tell your story now? 
Yeah, of course. Um, before I start, I just want to say I've got the hiccups, so thank you, Karen Kwan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so for me, my disordered eating kind of started, well, I was always hanging around there since I was very young, um, but it really set off once I got to high school as well. Um, the same, like a few girls and comments, I was a dancer, so a lot of comments on body weight and the perfect ballet body and all that kind of stuff and then adding a traumatic experience into that receiving a lot of comments about my weight um yeah that was really hard for me so my way of coping with these was to restrict my intake and focus on my weight and making sure that you know the number on the scale went down which is not what you want um yeah just participating in eating disorder behaviors until my mum picked up on it and she was very worried she couldn't watch me kind of go down that path any longer um so we found a psychologist who focused on anorexia and dietitian and all that um yeah the first appointment she ended up sending me to hospital um which wasn't nice um it was a completely different experience I didn't really understand or believe that I had anorexia which is very common a lot of people um are in denial they don't actually understand that they're sick and they think it's just a weight loss journey don't understand that it's really disordered um yes it took me quite a while in hospital before I actually realized hang on I can't eat my meals I can't be live a normal life so there must be something wrong with me um yeah so for about two years after I was diagnosed I was just in and out of hospitals, treatment centres, seeing psychologists and dietitians weekly, like a couple appointments a week, just in therapy. My life consisted of it. I got pulled out of high school and dancing. Um, my whole life just came to a complete stop because I was just, it just revolved around therapy. Um, or like multifamily therapy, family-based therapy. But just like you said as well, none of it seemed to really work. And I just kept going back in the same spiral of relapse, being okay for a week or something and then going backwards. Um, but I decided also recently to completely pull out of therapy about a year ago um, with no support. And that was probably the best decision I made. Um, I think being in therapy and having that constant reminder of you have anorexia, this is a problem, we need to do this. Your brain is constantly thinking about it. And I mean, therapy is good and it will work for majority of people. But for me, I think it was just that constant reminder of people monitoring you. It's almost like the pressure that they're expecting you to go somewhere. You have to follow that. Um, but yeah, once I pulled, sorry, once I pulled out of therapy, I kind of forgot about things and I'll go a week and go, oh, hang on, I forgot I have problems, like, you know. Um, so, yeah, pulling out therapy was a great thing for me. But, again, if it's not the best thing for you, try and stay in therapy because it will definitely help you. Um, and, you know, once you turn 18, like, you're out of the paediatric system, you don't have that support anyway. Like, um, like yeah, you've got psychologists and dietitians and stuff, but you kind of lose that hospital system and paediatric support, which is really intense when you're um, under 18. So you're turning 18 is a big difference, um, really affecting your treatment. Um, yeah, so 
I would recommend try and stay in treatment as long as you can if you're struggling with this. But, um, yeah, if it's been a couple of years and you really don't think it's going anywhere, then just give it a go. Try and see what happens for you. Um, but, oh, sorry, my hiccups. No, that's um, okay. Um, yeah, it's been a massive part of my life. It's not just anorexia. It's the anxiety and the depression that comes with it. Um I now got a whole lot of also gut issues and everything because of that. So this is a lifelong illness that's going to affect you forever and not just in the time that you're struggling. Um, yeah, and all the medication that I'm on now is just every day is just a constant reminder and I just wish that someone had pulled me out of it a bit sooner before it got too bad. Yeah, so that's kind of as short as I can make it. Um, no, that's okay. Maddie, did you have anything um, to say to what Tegan was talking about? I I know something Tegan said, especially at the start, which is so true, is that when you have it, you don't believe you have it. And everyone will say, you know, you have disordered eating, you've been eating, so you've got anorexia. I'm like, no, I don't. I am doing the right thing you know I'm strong hello like <laughs> you know and it's it's so it's just the constant um feeling like everyone else is wrong uh not you know having the input from anyone else and just believing that what you're doing is the right thing but yeah again same so many gut issues now and I've got my little tablet organized for the week as well um and the bad thing is is that I'm really excited because I bought a new one so that's where (laughs) um yeah so it's it's so true though is that it has lifelong effects and it's not just something you can do just to lose weight it's something that will be ongoing um and you're right as well I wish someone did pull me out a little bit earlier because yeah it's yeah like most I did because they organized their sock drawer or something but I feel like for us it's kind of you have a whole drawer dedicated to medicine and different new medicine. Uh, yeah. Organise that drawer. It's just so satisfying because you can... Yeah, I know. Sunday nights I get my get my little weekly organiser for my bag and I'm doing my pills. I'm thinking, yeah, this is, this is the life. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to touch on... So I'm big into health and fitness and eating what well, I think I'm eating healthy and all that sort of stuff. But... um now listening to you girls talk because I didn't understand properly what anorexia is and all that sort of stuff. My mum and my stepdad always say to me, you know, Caitlin, you're going a bit overboard with your health and fitness and eating and we don't want you to get anorexic and all that. And I'm always like, no, I'm not going to get anorexic. I've got big bones. I've got big hips, big thighs. Like it's no way that could ever happen. But now that I'm thinking about like what you girls have said, um, I, I don't want to say I have anorexia because of, I haven't been diagnosed with it or anything, but I do feel like sometimes I do take my calorie counting and my exercise and all that to the extreme just to get the number on the scales down. Um, yeah. Like I've started, I think I'm eating probably <clears throat> 1,200 calories a day, sometimes less. Um just to get the scales down and I've always been to mum like no 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 I'm I'm not anorexic I would never get that way but now listening to you girls talk it's kind of making like a light bulb go off in my head that maybe 
I don't know, maybe I've been doing it wrong this whole time. Um, I've just, just to pop something in there, um, cause I am, so I'm doing biomedicine at the moment. So I've sort of delved into a lot of, um, like nutrition aspects of things as well. Um, so 1200 calories or to like 12 to 1500 calories is the amount that a four-year-old toddler should be eating a day. Okay. So that's, and that's a four-year-old toddler. So that's the thing again, is that you'll see online that there are so many like 1200 calorie diets, 1500 calorie diets. And for women about our age, we should be consuming. And obviously I don't want to put a definite number, but honestly at least like at least 1800 calories a day just to be able to maintain our energy. Um, so there, yeah, no, 1200 calories is definitely, I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't want to say this rudely to you, but, um, it definitely isn't enough for beautiful growing women. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it might be something to think about maybe, um, having a chat to someone. Cause I know, it was actually at the start of the year. I don't know if you guys have heard of a, of a DEXA scan where it sort of measures um, things like body fat percentage and like bone density and things like that. Um, and I completely, at the start of the year as well, I got rid of all fitness trackers, calorie counters, um, scales, everything, because it was, and that's the thing as well, you can say, oh, but, you know, I'm eating this amount and I just, I didn't want to have to think about it anymore. And I can tell you my life is so much better now that I don't have that constant reminder of how much, how little. Yeah. I um like I watch all the documentaries. I watched one the other day and it had Casey Donovan. I can't remember the name of yeah. it, but it was on um ABC or SBS. And I'm sitting there watching it with my stepdad. And I said to him, I turned around and said, I wish I could love my body the way Casey loves her body. I just don't know how to do it. Um, and I, like, I always say to them, they're like, oh, you know, what's your goal weight? And I'm always like 65, 65. I get to 65 and then I'm not, I'm still not happy. I don't know when I'm going to be happy with my body yeah. and my weight. And I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> yeah, no. Go on and you find, like, everyone all these fitness people obsess over like my fitness pal and all those apps but if you just type in your height and your body weight for me it tells me i need to eat i won't say the number because it's very low to lose say 500 grams a week but then logically you're talking to a dietitian and everything and your body burns about 2000 calories a day yeah so looking at those apps i think they're a very negative thing and even some personal trainers I know almost feel like they're promoting eating disorders when they're saying, oh, my fitness pal says you have to eat this much. Um, this is what I'm doing. And they're logging it and that. But coming from a background of eating disorders, I know how much my body actually needs. And I know that if I ate what my fitness pal is telling me, if I ate that amount of calories for a month, I'll probably end up in hospital um, because it just affects your heart so much. And being yeah, I'm pretty convinced that if I ate that amount of calories for a month and went to my doctor, she'd be like, oh, your weight's dropped, your heart's struggling, you need to go to hospital. But a lot of these young girls don't understand that because they're like, oh, well, the app's telling me this is what I need to eat, it must be right. But everyone's body is different. You burn so much more calories in a day that you think. Like, you burn calories sleeping. Um, everything you do, your body is constantly burning calories and working. And you don't know that. A lot of girls 
um, like I saw a post a few days ago about a girl that said she um, did two workouts in a day and burned 800 calories. And she's like, but my fitness pal is telling me to eat three times that amount. And she thought it was only burning calories when you were doing exercise. So, yeah, your body is just constantly working. And the less you're eating, the more stress you're putting on your body, which is like the more you're actually burning. So, yeah, yeah you should be eating a lot more than what these apps are telling you. Yeah, um, like I, really... I even put into Google, I think probably three weeks ago, um, my height and my weight, and it said that I was overweight. Right now, I weigh 67 kilos, and apparently I'm overweight for my height. I'm like 5'4". So even that just makes me go, okay, well, clearly I need to eat less, exercise more, because apparently, according to Google, I'm overweight. Yeah, the BMI... Oh, it's not reliable at all. Yeah, according to the BMI scale, I'm overweight as well. And everyone... Yeah, (laughs) it's... It's not right. Um, yeah, no, absolutely not at all. And people's bones weigh different amounts as well. So you'll get people the exact same height. <clears throat> if you measured their body, they could be the exact same, except one person might be overweight and one person might be underweight or a healthy weight. It's, you know, everyone's bones weigh a different amount and it's so hard to calculate. And this, you measured every part of your body and weighed every bone individually. Like, it's just, you can't guess it. Yeah. I, I need to I'm I need to start realizing that there could be like one of my friends she could be exactly the same weight as me but we both have different body types so therefore we're both going to look different. I need to start realizing that I need to stop comparing myself to other people that I see oh I need to look like her I need to look like her but I just don't know. It's it's easy to say oh yeah I need to stop comparing myself but to actually do it is a different story and I don't know how to do it yeah that's why therapy is a good thing and psychologists um I think one of the best things my psychologist first made me do was she had a mirror in her room which was hidden in other sessions but she brought it out and she made me stand about half a meter in front of the mirror and we put sticky tape where my the outline of my body was so where each side of my stomach had a sticky note Mm -hmm. and then I took a step back about a meter and oh look my body shrunk half the size and then you take another meter back and your body shrinks it honestly depends where you're standing in the mirror what angle the mirror is on if you tilt it upwards or downwards so that's why mirrors are just horrible and I only have mirrors that show my face now I don't show my body in the mirror because you just can't tell you yeah, if you think, oh, no, I'm not looking good, just take a step a metre back and see what the mirror does. Like, it's so different. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. That's, it's like I've never thought about it that way. Um, but, yeah. Maddie, do you have anything to add to that? I'm, I'm the same. So I purposely... Uh, it does take a little bit of self-control because I do have a full body mirror in my room, not for me, but for the for the look of it. Um, <laughs> but uh, when I wake up or anything, I will purposely, like I wake up with the conscious effort, don't look at yourself in the mirror. And, you know, nine times out of ten, it's fine. This morning, woke up and I was like, oh, you know, whatever. But then I, I literally, I just hypothetically slapped myself in the face 
and go like no you are you are a strong person you know you you've had this you've had this life you know where these negative thoughts can take you and then my brain I just you know I go downstairs and I just I just do something else I just concentrate on something else so I don't have to I don't have to think about it but um yeah no it's it's so true with mirrors that angles and the way you stand it's just it's they it can be really really detrimental to something um like disordered eating so i i'm i'm the same a lot of the time i only just have like even in the bathroom just facial mirror it's all i need to see just to put my moisturizer on and <laughs> that's all it's all i need them it's all i need the mirror for really would you girls have any advice for people who are going through um having anorexia or who are thinking that they might have it or are struggling with body image or anything that we've spoken about today? Yeah, my advice would be reach out for help even if you don't think you have a problem because a lot of people don't understand they do. Just get a psychologist and raise your concerns. Um, They can be very helpful. Like I've had the most amazing support. At the time, I didn't think it was helping but like I got told that mirror story like probably about five years ago now and it still helps me to this day and I think about it all the time. Um, and I've learned so many little tricks like that that have really helped me five years on. Um, so, yeah, don't be scared to reach for help and honestly go to emergency because your body is struggling so much more than you may think. And, yeah, it's hard to take yourself to hospital but sometimes it's the best thing you can do and they might not even admit you but just to check that your heart's okay and that you're actually, that your body is alive still, that's probably the best thing. And yeah, just talk to people. Um, People are a lot more understanding than you may think. So definitely just reach out for help and don't be scared to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. And to add to that as well is that everyone's journey is so different. Um, And a lot of the times you'll find that what works for one person won't work for the other. Um, but yeah, as, as Tegan said is go, just definitely go and talk to someone because I feel like the minute you start realizing what you're actually doing is when your brain sort of says, okay, how can I fix this? And even just, again, I know it's so cliche, but just starting the conversation is just one step forward to you know making your life just that little bit better because this is lifelong it's not just something that you know you lose weight from it has lifelong effects and that's definitely something that needs to be kept in mind as well yeah and life is so much better when you're enjoying food with your friends um i had preach i had the best day the other day i had a picnic in the park with so much chocolate chocolate hot chocolate strawberries covered in chocolate and it was only after i ate so like ridiculous i got sick from how much chocolate i ate um uh, years ago i would have cried over the fact of doing this and i just had the first day and i didn't think of it once and i didn't have to burn off those calories i just enjoyed it with my friends and it was amazing and i've been thinking about that since that day um when you're eating you can just surely you got to miss your breakfast with your friends and fancy dinners and just little things that you don't have to worry about calorie counting having a pizza like just it's so much better when you 
Do you feel that you feel free? Like you actually feel free? Consider like adding on to that again. I had my birthday on Tuesday. Two years ago, I wouldn't have even eaten my own birthday cake. I had so much cake and I just made cocktails all day and I was so happy. It's just this freedom and this happiness that you can enjoy just, oh, it's just, it's it's amazing. Well, happy birthday for the other day. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Um, As well, like those eating disorder thoughts don't leave your head. So, like, yeah, you might have an amazing time with your friend and these thoughts might pop into your head. But the difference is when you're consumed by that eating disorder, they come into your head and they stay in your head and then it causes an enormous amount of anxiety. But once, like now, we had cake and chocolate, like you said, on your birthday and those thoughts may have popped into your head but then would have disappeared again and they might just pop in, say hello and disappear. Like, they're not, they don't stay there the whole time and you've learned to fight through that. So it's really overcoming that. It's never something that's, oh, I'm recovered, it's never going to come back. Um, but you've you learn to control those thoughts and to move on from them and yeah enjoy the time with your friends and family yeah no I I completely agree like these days like today I've had some biscuits but I know tomorrow I'll feel really bad about it so I'll work out harder but I'm on my birthday I don't have cake I don't eat pasta bread rice um, deep fried food a lot of sugar I don't eat mainly because I don't want those that number on the scales to go up um so I'm gonna do Jump some on. I'm gonna do some thinking and definitely look into talking to someone about it because I feel like I am in denial um that I do have a little bit of an issue with my body yeah. and wanting it to look a certain way and be a certain weight um so thank you girls for you know not pointing it out but making me realize that i'm possibly doing this the wrong way well we're here as well if you need some yeah at all. you know thank um, you so much you do notice that if you look at anyone that doesn't have a disordered eating and they will eat pasta bread and sandwiches probably every day and their weight is stable unless like people are actually on a weight loss journey or weight gain journey or something majority of people their weight stays the same and they snack on chocolate and bread and how many sandwiches they might have a day like I use my dad he loves his toast and his sandwiches and <laughs> oh, of me for saying this <laughs> how many sandwiches he has a day and his weight is stable like you don't think of that it's just when you're so focused on yourself you really believe that you're actually going to gain weight from when you're just not if you just ate anything without thinking about it your weight would stay stable so it's a really intuitive, hard. intuitive eating definitely. yeah let listen listen to your body when it's hungry because it's your body saying I need food and it's not saying I need food because I want to gain weight. It's saying I need food because my heart needs to run. My yeah. brain needs my metabolism, like things need to get going. So yeah, yeah definitely. And unhealthy on a weight loss, like a disordered eating weight loss. Once you start eating three meals and three snacks again, your weight, you're so deprived of food that your weight actually does go up faster than normal because your body's trying to get to a stable weight of 
feeling safe and trying to repair your body. So anyone that's gone down a disordered eating path, you actually need to gain weight, a bit of weight, just a few kilos to just restore your body and actually make sure your body's safe. But once you get to that stage, then your body will maintain its weight and it'll be a healthy weight. Yeah. 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 I just want to say thank you to both Maddie and Tegan for joining me today to talk about their stories on anorexia. Um, Tune in to the next episode airing tomorrow.